welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here are my fellow hosts, Matt O'Hara. And Matt, I must say... You look very tan. Yeah, thank you, Richard. As, as a matter of fact, you look pretty tan yourself. Ooh la 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 la. Yes, sorry. Uh, we couldn't do an episode last week because we were on vacation. I tried to bust out an episode before we left, but not realizing that critical time between Monday and Friday when you leave, you got to get a lot of stuff done. You do. So I ran out of time. The yep. clock ended. But uh, nonetheless, we're in June, so it's not end of the world. Uh, we're back. We're Tanner. We are very Tanner. We're refreshed. We, we're very refreshed. We're Tanner. <laughs> we're Tanner. I don't know if we look right. I don't know if you've said that, but we're Tanner. Matt and I went on vacation together with our families. Yes, we did. Uh, to Sandbridge Beach, Virginia. Was, Had a pretty good time. It was very nice. Yep. Yeah, and drank a lot of margaritas, daiquiris, beers, shots of tequila, ate a lot of guacamole. Gua- mandatory noon guacamole, fresh guacamole, and uh, daiquiris. It was, it was glorious. It was a nice little vacay. It was. I had, a, I had a great time. It was good to spend a solid week with you and uh, have you right back here in my house again. Yep, some Cards Against Humanity. That's a, That went well. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. We we, we entertained ourselves quite nicely between the beach and uh, the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Most, I, mostly the beach and the alcohol. I was, do it. I was pleasantly surprised. We did, some, we did some crab fishing. We did some crab fishing. We caught, we, I gave the over-under at one and a half crabs. We caught eight. We destroyed it. Yeah, we killed we did, it. I we, went over. I picked the over on that one. You did. You were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I left the crystal balls back in Ohio. Yeah. It's all right. So uh they needed a vacation too. They did. They're they're well they're well rested as well. <laughs> nice. Don't worry. They'll be coming out very soon here in the next couple of weeks. All right. Uh we'll we'll be doing some fun predictions along the way. <laughs> uh so yeah, it was it was a good trip and now we're back and here we are and say this is the middle of June. Yeah, for sure. We're dead We're dead set in the middle here. And today we're going to talk about winning Dynasty Fantasy Football in June. Wait a minute. In June? In June. All right. Dead smack in the middle of the year. Let's hear what you have to say about this. Uh, month number six. How many How many months are in the year? Twelve. And so if you divide yeah. twelve by two. Are we, are we halfway there? It'd be two? Twelve, twelve by two is six. Six. What, what month is this? Six. Six. That's half. Yeah, bingo. We're uh, we're a little slow coming off AK here. Our brains aren't really up to uh, up to par here, but Ugh. let's try to get them going. Going back to work yesterday, which was Monday. Ugh. I had, Ugh. I, I was at about thirty percent on my brain power yesterday. I'm still behind. All right. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell the boss. I won't. Don't tell my boss at least. <laughs> uh, so when in June, but before we do that, little news and notes. Very mild, subtle news and notes. Reports out of Dallas today. Our Alan Hearns is locked in as wide receiver one, which I think anybody could have told you that. Right. I mean, yeah, early, especially early on, he's going to have the, the huge edge there over any other wide receivers just because, I mean, he's better than the guys that were there and, and the other guys are, you know, just rookies. Yeah, they're going to move Cole Beasley on right. the outside a little bit more, but I look at them for, for sure to be a run first team. I look for Zeke's uh receptions to go up as well wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if this year staying help byron he stays healthy zeke finishes as running back one on a year would not surprise me 
to say the least. Definitely with a solid offensive line that they have as well. I'm, I'm with you there, man. Yeah. But um, some more news coming out of there is Blake Jarwin uh, has been clearly the tight end one there, getting all the reps. Rico Gathers, who something that you thought at one point would probably you know emerge as the tight end one, mm-hmm. is almost getting no reps at all well, early, which is going to say a lot about they kind of you know they have Jeff Swain there as well too. With the sudden departure of um, Jason Witten, it looks like right now, this early in the middle of the year, Matthew, that Blake Jarwin is locked in as tight end number one. Give me a little info on Blake Jarwin, shall you? Um, yeah, so Blake Jarwin was a guy that um, came out last year out of Oklahoma State, and he's a um, he's a pretty athletic tight end. I mean, he was six foot five, two forty six. He had a nice little forty time. Um, so he was. He ran a four. He ran a four seven six and then a four six nine in his pro day, thirty four and a half inch vertical, ten foot, a one inch broad jump, and a, and a nice little uh, short short shuttle with a four point three four seconds. So the guy can move. Twenty one reps on the bench. He's a guy that he played a little bit. It was like a hybrid role where he was a, a fullback slash tight end. So he he didn't have a ton of production. I think he had around like three hundred yards or something like that his senior year. Uh, but he's a guy that I think was used more in the blocking role and, and kind of he showed, he flashed in the passing game. You know what I mean? Um, so they they started getting him more involved as he, as he went along and progressed throughout his college um, throughout his college career, and, and he started, like, flashing bigger plays and bigger plays towards the end there. So I think he's, he's a guy that's kind of on the rise as a tight end when he hit the NFL, and, and I guess we'll see. I mean, a lot of people, his scouting report kind of – from what I read and, and the stuff that I was looking at, he was a guy that, that could transition eventually into a guy that was an NFL starter. So here we are in year two already, and he's kind of getting thrust into that role. And as far as Rico Gathers goes, I mean, a lot of the reports are that he added weight this year. So he's up to almost 285 pounds. He's like 280, 285 pounds, which is, I mean, really large for, for a tight end. And he's been focusing more on his blocking. So he's a guy that – he. And that's what they said. They basically said that he needs to work on his blocking. So I don't know if that was a, an emphasis early on where Rico gathers, they want him to focus on that maybe in order to get him on the field. So that's why early on in, in, in these OTAs and stuff, they're kind of pushing him that way. I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously, we everyone saw what Rico gathers could do in the preseason last year. He was just a, a red zone machine and scored a lot of touchdowns. So I, mean, I, I still think there's potential there. But as of now, Blake Jarwin is the guy – um, that's running as the number one, like you said. Like so, you said, I mean, right now I think both those guys are rosterable more so than, you know, the Jeff Swains mm-hmm. and um, the rookie that they drafted uh, this year. And this is year two, like you said. So we always say uh, the tight end is usually a three-year per transgression for a guy in the NFL, and here he goes, year two. So we'll kind of see where that's going to go from here, right. I guess, essentially. And that really – floats me right into what we're going to talk about today how do you win in june how do you build a winning team in june there's a step right there's a new there's a blurb about blake jarwin i went through all my leagues today see if blake jarwin was available he's available in two leagues right picked him up in both leagues and by the that, way, I picked him up about three weeks ago in the one league that we were in. That you, so, that, so he wasn't available in, in one league that I know. Correct. That's one of the leagues he was not in. You right. sneaky bastard. Yep. Um, that's step. That's 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 it. Keeping your ear to the ground. 
right? How do you keep your ear to the ground? Social media is a great platform. People use. I sometimes I'll get emails from people like, "Oh, you know, I know you say follow, you do this on Twitter or whatnot, but I don't use Twitter." Okay, why not? I mean, you're really at a competitive disadvantage by not using it. Not. I mean, you follow. You can follow beat writers. You can follow the big guys that you know retweet some of the the beat writers stuff. Guys but, like yeah, like. Evan Silva. Right. I mean, because uh, those guys are there every single day looking at, at, at the team, and, and they really watch them closely. Yeah, they're on it, you know. Guys like Adam Schefter, who's the, who, the, who are the first report things. It could right. be any kind of – it could be the subtlest of news, whether it be on player X getting hurt. Okay, player X got hurt. Who's player B behind him? Right. I right mean, away? there's that. I mean, a lot of the times I, I it's not necessarily even making a move. But, hey, you hear of a guy, and – it's a it's a guy you've never heard of before. So what I what I like to do if it's a guy I never heard of, I throw him on my watch list. On on you know on MFL there's a little there's a little watch list. You throw him on your watch list, and any blurb that comes through, all the different stuff, all the different reports that that they show on there about the player, will come through on my page then because he's on my watch list and on my little news feed. So then if there's another blurb about the guy, hmm, that's another ding in my head, and I'm like. And and the alarm bells go off a little bit more. And if they're all positive, you know, two or three weeks in a row, you get a positive ding on a guy, and and maybe then it's it's decision time. You look over your roster, you see, hey, is there a guy that that I that's expendable on my roster? I've just been holding on to. It's kind of a, a wasted roster space. Let me try filling it with this high upside guy that that seems to be getting a lot of good reports. Yeah, there's a lot of flatline guys out there. Right. Don't get caught up on some of those flatline guys. Oh, I can't cut him. Don't ever worry about. I can't cut him because somebody else is going to pick him up, right? Because if it's a wasted roster spot for you, it'll just in, instead it'll just be a wasted roster spot for that other guy. Like I picked him up in a startup league that I just we just had to start up draft, which that is going to be usually a spot where you have like less guys you want to cut during right. a startup draft there. So I cut because you only know I mean taxi squad spots. So you know I cut Charles Sims in that league, and you, if you've been listening to podcasts for a while, like I like Charles Sims, but he's a little stiff, you know, and at, at the age of twenty seven. The odds of him contributing to help me win a championship are slim. Right, at this point. And that's a tight end premium league. I'm like, I'm for sure taking up Blake Jarwin on a whim. So social media puts you in a place, like Matt said, he said MFL, which is MyFantasyLeague.com. That's where we host all our dynasty leagues. Mm -hmm. And you should too, MyFantasyLeague.com. It's a fantastic site where you can customize it. And like Matt Matt said, it it gives you the ability to put guys on a watch list where – it will give you notifications when that guy's name pops up on Roto World or CBS.com or SI.com or ESPN.com. So perfect example of this. Um, Hunter Henry, of course, went down a, a few weeks back or whatever. And, I, and I've and i just been kind of following that situation close enough on social media that I got I, I picked up the name of a guy that, that is starting to look good in his place. And it's, you know, it's not Virgil Green. It's this random guy. Braden Bowman. Now, the first time I looked for Braden Bowman, you know, the first time I heard his name, I came onto MFL to look for him, and he's such an unknown, he wasn't even there yet. So I had to make, I, had, I literally took a picture, a snapshot on my phone of of the of the like Roto World or or whatever. I can't even remember where where I first read the blurb. I took a picture of it just so I had the guy's name still in my head and in my phone, and then. I went back to it uh, like a week later and the guy's there. So I put him on my watch list, you know, I'm just going to, and, and, and uh, sure enough, a week later, there's more good blurbs about this, this guy coming out of chargers camp 
that you know he's a guy to watch out for. Brandon Bowden. Brandon uh, Bowman. Bowman. Yep. Okay. Braden, I think is his name. Braden, Braden Bowman. Bowman. Yep. Okay. So I got to put a note in there so I can go pick him up in our league. Exactly. Before you do. Braden now. Bowman is is a guy that's he's he's in his second year out of South Alabama or no third year. Um, he's only twenty four years old. He's got pretty good measurables, six three. He's listed at two forty on here. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a little bit bigger than that, but um, he he looks good and he's standing out in camp so far, and and that's. That's a situation, you know, if you're really hurting, you know, you lost Hunter Henry and you don't have any other options, he wouldn't be a bad guy to at least watch list, put him on your watch list, or, you know, if you got if, if you got if you got a spot, just throw him on there right now because it's a high upside pickup. Winning in June. Have the right tools. Social media, especially Twitter, is a fantastic tool. And listen, you don't have to be too cool where like, dude, I'm not getting on there. I don't you can get on there. And you can have zero followers. You don't have to put a picture up on you. You can make a random name like I love Rich Dotson, and that's your name. I love Dynasty Nerds. No one has to know who you are. You can be. (laughs) You're just an egg on there. Right. You know, you can put a picture of uh, the Dynasty Nerds logo and and just represent us. But it's a nice tool to have at your research. You never ever tweet a thing. No many people have Twitter that don't even tweet anything. They just use it for information. I use Twitter predominantly. That's where I get my news now, though, actually, because I don't watch the news on TV. You know, that's how I get my news. But predominantly, I, I originally got it was for fantasy football and for sports. It's a fantastic tool to give you an edge over your opponents. Because, listen, most of your league mates are going to be using it anyways. But it's just that one bit of information. And when you pick up guys, you know, like a Braden Bowman, like a Blake Jarwin. Remember, these are bottom of the roster guys, guys that you're going to kind of take a chance on. You're picking them up in June, hoping they show something in August, September, October, November, to see where they stand. You know, in worst case, somebody else comes up. You can still cut those guys in the world, but you're looking mostly for that diamond in the rough. Because again, the bottom of your roster should constantly be a turnover machine. That's it's just guys you're hoping to find that diamond in the rough. Because remember, we preach all the time when you're trying to win. It's about having an awesome starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So you got to find that diamond in the rough. And is it hard to find that diamond in the rough? It sure is. Otherwise, everybody walking around having diamonds. I've been walking around with diamonds in my teeth, diamonds on my feet, diamonds on the soles of my shoes. All right? Just call me Paul Simon. But occasionally do. You find the Victor Cruises. Marcus Colston, who used to be a tight end, now is a wide receiver. You find those guys. Right. You know, Victor Cruz. Look, If you go back to Victor Cruz, I like to use him as an example because the preseason before, he flashed in the preseason. You're like, ooh, look at this guy. Right. You pick him up. Doesn't make the team, doesn't do anything, you let him go. Comes back again next year. Really flashes really, in the preseason. Really flashes, yep. Big playability. You pick him up, you have him. Bottom of the roster gem. All of a sudden, for what, two years there? Victor Cruz is a stud muffin doing a little salsa dancing. Oh, yeah, ooh. give it to me. Got some guacamole? <laughs> is it noon yet? Is it, is it noon? Baby's got to eat. Give me my daiquiri. These diamonds weigh me down, son. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for, you're using social media to give you a slight edge and you listen to this podcast which is social media in some form is it social media or is it just media this is just media this is just media to give you a slight edge over your opponent you know maybe listen to multiple dynasty podcasts what does rich and matt got to say what do our friends over here at dtc got to say what does Corey evans got to say what does tyler gunther got to say who's right who's wrong who's who backs up their opinion Better than the others. Who's got a history of being right? You know, you can filter through these guys. You know, 
nowadays everybody starts a podcast, so you gotta you want to filter through who who you do like and who who what's their hit rate, right? That's fine. You got something to say. That's fine. You got something to say on social media, but can you back it up? Do you have a track record? Filter through that. Who do you agree with? Whose philosophy do you want to build upon? Or whose philosophy do you want to take all together to build that ultimate philosophy? Mash them together. Do whatever. Information is huge. It's the reason we take so long to break down these rookies for you. Because we want to give you every possible piece of information that you can have at your fingertips. So when it comes to draft time, you're in the best position to win. How do you win in June? Trying to find those diamonds are rough. Being active alone. I saw a really good um, post on our Facebook page, our Facebook group page. Again, I, I highly recommend, and this is another reason why I highly recommend it, is a really good tidbit of information was on there. Uh, you can get on there by going to dynastynerds.com, click our group chat, and just join on there. Facebook. Oh, I don't do Facebook. Again, create a Facebook page. Create a dumb, you know, call yourself Superman on there. Put a picture of Superman on there. Request nobody for friends and just join the Facebook group just for that. That's literally what it is. It's your, it's your forum. It's your group page. It's your, it's your line of communication with thousands of other Dynasty players out there in the world. And when I say thousands, I mean thousands of other Dynasty players are on there throughout the world. And our good friend Colleen uh, put on there where somebody said, somebody put a post on there saying, oh, you know, there's people on here. You put a post on there and everybody's either bashing a trade and calling you stupid or wish I could get in that league and all that stuff. And Colleen wrote on there, and I can't say this verbatim because this is, this is before vacation, so everything's blurry before then. <laughs> but she said, she's like, you know, I make tons of trades in all the leagues I'm in, but I don't always try to win the trade. I always try to better my team. And that's, I mean, that echoes the sentiment that I've always, I've always always done that. And to me, that rings, that is such a, you should put that shit on a t-shirt. It's so good. Where people might bash a trade, but they don't understand the circumstances. I did not too long ago where I traded Dalvin Cook for Allen Robinson. And where most people, you know, nine out of of ten times are going to take Dalvin Cook before Allen Robinson in a startup, right? Right. I needed, I had tons of running backs. I had Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Sony Michelle. I can expend Dalvin Cook. I need a receiver bad. So what she's saying there is, you know, people will bash you on the trade not knowing the full extent of the background of that trade. So she's better in her team to win. It doesn't matter. She's not worried about winning the trade. She's not worried about bending somebody over to give it to him again. She's worried about bettering her yeah, team. You, you start, yeah. That's how you. That's how I always try to evaluate my 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 personal trades. That's how I always try to work them. Make my team better. I mean, yes. Sometimes you have to give a little to get a little. You know, I mean, you give a little in an area that you're good at. You might be giving a little more than you're getting back, but your starting lineup just got better. And that's and that's how I always look at and it. And you're a huge proponent of that, and it's taught me over the last 15 years of us playing dice together as well as. We say this all the time about the picks, right? Given, given a first-round pick. Like, you gave a first-round pick for Larry Fitzgerald? Are you insane? He is done next year. Yeah, but he's a wide receiver. One, I need a wide receiver to win a championship. And, yeah. Okay. He's the, he's the kind of guy that can get it done, yeah. I mean, yes, he's late in his career, but it, it yeah. gets the job done. You take Samaje P. Ryan with that first-round pick, I'm going to take a championship. Yep. All right? And maybe they will hood that first-round pick. That you know, who once it's gone, it's gone. Who cares if they hit with that first round pick? You have to worry. We preach it all the time. You you, you got to try and win. This isn't about sexy. This isn't about 
you know, who is the best roster on paper, or how you, how you look, how your team's going to look two years from now. That's that's irrelevant. All right, nobody can see the future but me. So you got to try and win now. You got to seize that moment. You can't be like, okay, when they come back next year, I'm going to be there, because then somebody else tears their ACL. Right. Somebody else just has that one fluke year where they were really good, and then that's it. You're right. You know, hashtag two to three year window. So you have to seize that moment. And sometimes, you know, you can't think, well, this is going to hurt my team long term because you don't know that. People were saying that about Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald a couple of years ago. Oh, he's almost done. And here they are later. Last year, Larry Fitzgerald was a wide receiver and won. You have to put yourself in position to win now if you're able to put yourself in position now. And winning in June doesn't mean you have to be a championship contender now, right? You can win in June by you just finish with the last, the first pick in the draft, right? And you took Saquon Barkley. That's a good step to win it in June. Mm-hmm. You're putting your team in a good position by adding quality players. You know, you're not you're not taking you're not taking Darius Geis because you're a huge Washington Redskins fan. You know, you're not going against the grain there. You're taking all the cumulative information we talked about, whether it be social media, podcast, and whatnot, and putting yourself in the best position to win. You know, if you don't watch a lot of college football, you have the third pick. You know, you don't know who to pick. How do you? How are you going to know who to pick without help, without research? You're not a college scout. You have a full time job, right? You do, you don't study tape. Use other people that do that, right. And use their information. That's what that's what people like us are here for. Yeah, when yeah. I when I do my scouting, I watch we watch film. You know, mm-hmm. we use that as opinion, but I also rely on scouts that I trust as well. I, I look at there's a couple guys that I really look at their opinion. You know, Matt Miller, Dame Brugler, those are two guys that I trust a lot. You know, Benjamin Albright is a guy who I trust a lot. Their, I respect their opinions a lot, I guess. I wouldn't say trust. I respect their opinions a lot. They help me mold my opinion as well. And I use their track record. I look back, you know, he said this about this player. Why do you say this about this player and not this? What, do you, what did he miss? What did I, I do the same thing with myself. I, sure, all you the know, time. What did I miss here? Why did I say Devin Funches wasn't going to be good? And here he is last year and he looked pretty solid, you know? There's still that doubt in my mind saying, okay, it was just one year. It was know? just one year. Um, and I look at Devin Funches and look at – I look at Devin Funches in college, what we were evaluating, and look at just his body now, and it looks different. Oh, it's, it, that's a night and day. It, yeah, so I mean – You're going from a tight end to a receiver. It's right. a guy who was tight. Yeah, that's, that's – So but, that, that one, uh, I, don't, I don't try to change my process too much on that one because that's a hard, that's a hard evaluation. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't make a. I don't make a big change in my process. No, because no. Of a Devin you're gonna. Miss. You're gonna yeah. miss some things. Guys like Juju Smith. You're. You're gonna. Again, we're. We're two guys that do a podcast. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Here in my house. Mm-hmm. You know, I never even played high school football. This is a palatial studio. I don't know what you're talking about. It is a very nice studio. I will say, <laughs> if we had a camera here, you'd be looking at all the sports shit. And you'd be like, wow, yeah. Rich has got a fantastic studio. Mm. But you know, we we have a, we've had a lot of success. We have we have way more hits than we miss, but you can look at every look at look at Mel Kuyper. The guy has a tremendous amount of misses, and that's what he does for a living, right? Well, right. So, so don't be afraid to be wrong. Don't be afraid to take others' opinions. Don't be afraid to change your mind on somebody. Don't go into it saying. I like this player. This player is going to be good. You had this. You had this mold and this opinion of guys. Somebody in December, right? The, the Samaje P. Ryan's a good example coming out of Oklahoma. Everybody loved them. And then, you know, 
as the more tape that comes involved and the more, you know, where he gets drafted and where he lands in the situation. And you're like, like all that all of a sudden doesn't mean anything because you liked him in December. Like he's going to be good. And then you realize, well, like, well, Alvin Kamara is pretty good. You know, the guys were right. You know, I know he's not playing in Toledo, but Kareem Hunt was pretty good. You know, they make some pretty good hunts, points on this, you know, being in PPR league. Don't be afraid to be wrong. So many people in this world are like, they have to be right. You know what I mean? Like, and then they'll go on there and social media and blast it just, and then they won't say anything when they're wrong, but they got to put, they got to be right. You know? And now all of a sudden they're just taking a, now they're taking a player just to prove a point. Right. Hoping, hoping two years from now, they can stand up like, see, I told all you sons of bitches, he was going to be fantastic. Like who cares, dude? Good. Good for you. Bravo. I've got some draft hits too. You know, I'm not going to write a book about it or a short story. <laughs> yes. You should be able to admit that you're wrong every once in a while. I think that's what you're trying to get get across. Yeah. So win it in June. Mm-hmm. That's a step. And like I was saying, so even if you're a bad team, right, how do I win in June if I'm a bad team? Now you're trying to put yourself in position to win. You know, obviously you know you can't win this year. Okay, I can't win this year. How am I going to win next year? And maybe I'm not in a position. How am I going to win in three years? Well, well, I mean, I think we already, well, I think we already kind of touched on it. You know, if you're a bad team, you got to be, you have to be working extra hard to 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 turn over the bottom of your roster, find these gems. You should be doing that. I mean, instead of having four or five spots on the bottom of your roster, if you're a crappy team, you should you should have about ten floating spots on the bottom of your roster where you are just trying to filter out the crap, man. Get rid of any old veterans through whatever trades you can, and just have some open spots and scour. Don't be afraid to pick up a bunch of these these guys that are just random. They seem random now, but if they hit, you know, a, a, a Braden Bowman, you know, if he hits and all of a sudden he's a guy that that is on the radar this year, I either you know obviously he could either be a trade a trade asset or he's a guy that is eventually in your starting lineup. I mean, that's great. Or Blake Jarwin, you know, you know, probably more so with the guy with like. Blake Jarwin than Bowman because because Henry's coming back but that's gold you know and that's free gold you know you just those guys aren't getting drafted anywhere they're all you have to do is listen to a podcast or be on be on Twitter like you mentioned and you pick these guys up and all of a sudden a spot that was being filled by some guy that some veteran guy that you that's going to get you 70 to 80 points a year which is just filling a roster spot let's be frank a Frank Gore yeah um you know I there's there's tons of guys out there we could go through you know guys like Terrence Williams or they're not gonna, Terrence Williams is never going to win you a, a fantasy football game no he's just not going to no and, and there's there's countless just you shouldn't guys be rostering guys like that like, yeah if you're a winning team you don't want if you're a losing team you don't want those guys if you're a winning team you don't want them either they just shouldn't be rostered they're not going to help you win we, we can sit here until we're blue in the face talking about guys that could be cut right and. Like Matt said, you got to be trying to add this young talent because if you do hit, and even if you, so if you're sitting here now, right, and you're listening to this podcast, and you're like, okay, well, my team's not that great. Even if your team is good, I'm going to try and pick up Blake Jarwin. Absolutely. And, and then if he hits, or if he's even is suitable for backup, then you won a little bit there. And don't don't tweet at me or write at me like, oh, Blake Jarwin, do anything. Who cares? This is June. I'm I'm trying to fill the bottom of my roster with some of these guys with potential. Right. Potential to help me. The potential to get earn their way into my starting lineup in December. Right, and that's why they're out there because they might be nothing. But like, I would rather have a guy that could end up being a starter and and produce, and I and it's an unknown 
how good he can be compared to a guy like Terrence Williams, who I know I've got f- however many years, four or five years of of knowns on him, and I know that he's not going to score more than 100 points, and that's just not going to win week hey, in and week out. I'm going to go to my worst team in my uh, – my podcast listeners league, right? Yeah. This is my worst team I've ever had in, the, in my history of playing dynasty. This is the worst where everything just, I did failed. Mm-hmm. Like I failed miserably. I'm competitive in almost every dynasty league I'm in, except for this one, but I'm rebuilding. This is the one where I traded. I got rid of Saquon Barkley for, um, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey and yeah. whatnot. And it, everybody's got, and like 1.2 you know, or something. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's, so this is a couple of years in, this is like four years in the league and I have a lot of roster, but, but you're going to have guys like, you know, that are expendable, like Kerwin Williams, right? Expendable. Uh, TJ Yeldon, nice player, but if I had to make a move for him, I can get rid of him. But I would probably hold on to TJ because he's about yeah, to be a I free would, agent. I would. But, uh, you know, like. But, okay, Taylor Gabriel, sure. for example, yeah. for the Chicago Bears. Taylor Gabriel is very, very expendable. Um, he, a guy like Brashad Perriman is pretty expendable. Um, Brashad Perriman, you can cut right now. Torrey Smith. Tory Smith, you can cut right now. Expendable. Yep. Um, we all have some tight ends that, you know, they're going to be expendable. There's going to be, when you have big rosters in Dynasty, 25 to 30 man rosters, you're going to have guys on the bottom barrel that are expendable. Don't be afraid to expend them. And again, don't, I said we mentioned this earlier, don't be afraid to cut somebody and somebody, and say, oh, well, so this other team's going to pick them up and they're going to use them. Good. Let them pick them up. Right. Maybe they'll cut somebody that you actually want. I just cut a QB recently. You picked them up. You went in there and swooped them up right away. Oh um, uh, no! You you cut self, Seth, uh, Seth Seth the tight end. Yeah. yeah, and I just I had a random like I had I had uh, what's his name uh, Paxton Lynch. So I cut I cut Paxton Lynch and picked up Deval because I because I was the guy that that in that league lost Hunter Henry. So I'm like, it's worth I'll, the ta- I'll take a tight end. And, sure, and, why I, not? and I was scouring my entire that, that's a league where I have 30 roster spots, right? And I literally had nobody I wanted to cut. Because mm-hmm. I actually didn't want to cut Seth the valve because if Njoku, he's shown enough to me where like if Njoku got hurt or something, he could be serviceable. 100% why I picked him up because he's shown enough if if Njoku goes down, hey, maybe I got a guy I can put in my lineup every once in a while and, or like a bi-week fill-in type of guy. And I look at it going, okay, well, you know, clearly Njoku's the guy right, right there. Seth right. the valve is most likely odds, never going to be a stud, like a spot start guy. Yeah. Possibly, yeah, but never going to be a stud. I was like, so this is where I'm going to go. Right, because Seth the Valve is most likely not going to win me a championship. He need a lot of things to go his way. Absolutely, to help me win a championship. Absolutely, win in June. How else do we win in June? Trades, trades. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's not a lot going on, but you know what? There is a lot going on. Of blurbs from OTAs. Player X is looking like this. Player B is looking like this. Player douchebag over here is looking like this. Lots of news coming out because guess what? People that work and we got to write about the NFL, they need something to talk about. So they pump out these little stories. Those stories can get, again, just where you can get a competitive edge of finding that diamond in a rough, you can use all these little blurbs to give you a competitive edge to sell somebody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're like, this guy could talk about this all he wants. I know I know, as clear as day, this turd is never going to turn into a diamond. You can wash that turd all you want. It's still going to be a turd. I've been watching this turd for the past three OTAs, and he always does good in OTAs, and then he sucks when training camp comes yeah. around and all the live hitting. And, and how do you know he's been good for the last couple of OTAs? Because you got your ears to the ground. Exactly. Hey, hey, you see that blurb about uh, you know Blake Jarwin? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'll give him to you for a third-round pick. You need a tight end. Hunter Henry just went down. Boy, you look desperate. If this guy pans out in Dallas, 
Dude, mm. who else are you going to throw to? They have Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley. Yeah, the new Jason Michael Witten. Gallup. Yeah, what oh, do you, my what do you, gosh. Do you want Jason Witten for the next 15 years? Buddy, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I don't want much. I'm just going to you for a third. That's all. And That's, basically, you just got a free third-round pick next year. For somebody who just picked up the waiver wire. Right, exactly. How many times have you picked someone up the waiver wire and sold them for a draft pick? A lot. A lot, right? I mean, that's like one of my biggest strategies is to pick guys off the scrap heap, wait till they produce a little bit, and then a year down the line, you trade them to somebody else. It could be go. for a little. And then it doesn't it, have to be a huge deal. No, you're not even looking for it. You're, no. for, for, you're, you're trying to get a third out of it. Because I just keep cycling it, man. I just keep cycling. That's why I always have a bunch of darts to throw at the board, uh, especially on those late round, you know, third, fourth round picks. I always have a bunch of them because I'm constantly churning the bottom of my, my roster, and I'm constantly trading these guys. And I take... Hey, a third round pick. Yeah, I probably could have gotten a little bit more, maybe a third and a fourth next year. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna haggle over it. You know, like no. I got so the next guy, week he's gonna do nothing. I got this guy replaced. for free, basically. You know, I mean, and, and I guess I pick up pick a guy off the scrap heap, and that to me it's not a diamond in the rough, but maybe it's a ruby in the rough or, <laughs> or some other precious gem. I mean, like a sand dollar you found on the beach. That's kind of nice, right? Is whatever. it worth anything? No, but it looks pretty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm getting something for nothing. And, exactly. And that's. And that's how you acquire and and you build a team, man. That's it, how you really build the the depth that you need. And it doesn't matter if you have, you know, we use this for example. Sometimes you can have Rob Gronkowski, Trey Burton, Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram, and George Kittle, right? Mm-hmm. Those are actually my tight ends in the league, and cause, you know I love the tight ends, so I've, I've accumulated lots of talent, and I've because I, I always take best player available, so that's how I end up with those, all those guys. You still pick up. Blake Jarwin. Yeah. Because two things here now. So you don't go, well, I'm not picking up Blake Jarwin. I've got tons of good tight ends. Well, I, well, I do got Kerwin Williams to cut, though. I'm not going to start this turn. What if Blake Jarwin, you know, will Blake Jarwin have a chance to be better than Kerwin Williams? 100%, yes. 100%. We yes. know what Kerwin, yeah, we know what Kerwin Williams is. So you either play, now you still pick him up. Now you have 18 tight ends that are good, right? Now either puts you in a position to sell Blake Jarwin, right? Or. Now I'm in position to sell Rob Gronkowski because I have now say say Blake Jarwin's like we mentioned before like he's just okay right he's Austin Safarian Jenkins sure where he's maybe like tight end thirteen mm-hmm. you know bordering bordering right around there <laughs> but you don't need him to be you don't even need him to be your starter anyways because you already have two starters as it is but it gives you depth mm-hmm. now this depth allows you we say this all the time sometimes people are always trying to trade for or trade away. Like they're a lower end player. Or sometimes you just want to keep that player who's suitable. You know, he's tight end six, another guy's tight end four, but you can get a wide receiver one for your tight end one. Right. So you want to take that and put you in a position to flip the better player and hold on to the lesser player that gives you your tight end one anyway. You have two awesome tight ends, but you right. can only start at one, right? Right, right? You don't need you don't need that. You got you have tight end two and tight end six. Yeah, something you know, something something in that sort of range. You well, that, can get rid of tight end two for a, a much better return than you can for for tight ends. And you look at the year end differential in points, and the total is forty five points differential, which breaks down to almost two points per game, two and a half points per game. You know, can that be a difference maker? Yeah, but it's not nothing crazy. It's not Antonio Brown versus. Uh, uh, a wide receiver three, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. It, but but what you got back in return was a t- was a wide receiver one that you're now plugging into your wide receiver three position. You know what I mean? And that's a huge upgrade. That's more than forty five point differential, and, and and you're looking pretty good. And again, don't be afraid to lose a trade. Don't be afraid to lose a trade by the general public. What everybody else says, it does sticks and stones. 
may break my bones, but names will. But what were the names? They will never hurt me. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, don't worry about what people think. Exactly. That's just a good way to get through life. Period. <laughs> Honestly, that is a good way to get through it's, life. It's how I've lived my life. Yeah, who cares? You don't like me? Okay, good. I don't like you then. Who cares? What do you do? You know? Who cares what other people think about your team? You know what's best for your team. You mold this team. You're turning into a championship caliber team. Do what you need to win because you need to win. And whether it be long-term, accumulating draft picks, making trades, because for the most part in Dynasty, you got to make trades. you got to make trades. you got to make trades. And sometimes when you're, when you're in the bottom, we talk about this sometimes too, sometimes you got to take a gamble on a player. You might have to invest a little bit more in a guy like Mike Williams in Chicago, in San Diego. All the reports on John Ross in Cincinnati right now are he looks pretty damn good. And he was he had negative points last year. He did. Hey, I'll give you this for John Ross. One, one catch and a fumble, right? Yeah, negative <laughs> two points. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, so, okay, people are John and John Ross. He had no points last year. Uh, he had negative points last year. He hasn't done jack squat. I'm going to go out there and try and get John Ross because right now the reports are in OTAs. He's looking kind of good. Hey, I'll give you this. Oh, I'll give you Larry Fitz for John Ross. Okay, cool, dude. Yeah, I want the wide receiver one. Everybody looks at Dude, you just gave up a wide receiver one for John Ross? Yeah, man. Larry Fitz ain't, I, I ain't going to be able to compete for two more years. Larry Fitz ain't going to be here in two more years. Right. It's worth the gamble. It is worth the gamble on, on that particular. Like and right. that trade. And mo- you're going to lose that. In, in, high, in people's eyes today, you're going to lose. You, you lost that trade. And we say this all the time. People are so quick to judge trades where how many times have we seen this where people go, dude, you lost that trade. And then two years from now, you smoked that trade. Right. You sm- you dominated that trade because you clearly won you, two years You later. had some foresight, yeah. Exactly. Some and, of these players that that people are just focused on the now and yep. And what's good about dynasty, even when you're losing, you're winning. So if you miss that trade, or if it's a slow start, your record's going to reflect that, putting you in position for this year. For a better, you get a better draft pick. For a better draft pick in, so, in the following years. Yep. Yeah. So it's not just about you know you, the worst thing you want to do is trying to like, make some trades to get you stuck in the middle. You don't want to do that. No. That's not going to do you any good. Then you're just praying hit on these middle of the road draft picks. It's going to take you so long to build that championship caliber team. It's got to be perfect. You really have to hit to to be in that that middle area and get out. You preach it all the time. Like if you're going to rebuild, go to the bottom bones <laughs> of it and go go with youth and lots of youth. Oh, yeah. The most draft picks you can get because it's like the most the most times you can swing at the bat, the better chance you're going to hit a Absolutely. home run. Absolutely, and then and then when you're on your way up, start buying, start buying veterans on the way up. That's what's another way you like to win in June. In June, I mean, winning in June. Those are those. I mean, we've we've discussed most of the the hard hitters that I hard hitting strategies that I like to use in June. Um, Our Facebook group in the forum, communicating with other people out there. Absolutely, we say what I like about the forum is when we say there's thousands of people on there, and the Facebook group is you get people from all over the world, and most importantly, all different cities. A lot of more people are going to have a lot more information on players in their hometown because that's where they're getting all their information. Most people like we hear everything on the Cleveland Browns. Right. Cause we're everything. right. Yeah. We're right here. Absolutely. You know, whether it be local radio, local, tw- you're going to find, follow your team, local, local news. So you're going to know all those little guys. You can say, Hey guys, I'm thinking about, you know, picking up, you know, Blake Jarwin. And then all of a sudden somebody in Dallas chimes in. Hey man. Yeah. I recommend it. I live here in Dallas, all this, this, and this, I was at training, you know, right. this, and they give you all these reasons why, Again, more information. Information is huge. Right, and a lot more. I mean, right now it's going to go into a little bit of a dead zone for that kind of information. I think a lot of the – The next the, month is going to be really dead zone. Yeah, a lot of the teams are, are going on you know, on vacation and whatnot So before they get 
you know, get it kicked off for training camp. But when, once training camp starts, I mean, that's when news will be like daily and, and flowing and, and flowing really nicely. So as far, I mean, as far as just winning, you know, strictly right now, I think those are the, we've covered the biggest edges you yeah. possibly can. Okay. We'll wrap um, it up there then. Yeah. It's a pretty good spot to start it here in June. And that's why when you look back some of our evergreen, you know, our summer episodes, that's what we try to do. We try to do some of these evergreen episodes right. where, you know, and maybe you've been playing Dynasty for 10 years too. And you're like, dude, I don't need to listen to this. It's like, okay, well, don't. Well, yeah. 10 years ago, maybe there wasn't as much Twitter. Or there wasn't as much. I mean, a lot of these things do transcend, but, but you know, it's not bad to hear, hear it again and refresh a little bit of this stuff to, uh, to some of the more experienced people. Everybody needs a uh, kick in the butt sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, you, just how you don't want to be stagnant in your league where, like, okay, it's June, I'm not doing anything. We, we say this all the time. If you're, if you're stagnant in your league, you're going to stay in one place. You're going to fall behind. Right. I mean, so, I mean, just just case in point, like, I mean, we, I, I used to do all this research before we had a podcast. But, but once we started doing the podcast, it kind of – up my game even more and, and I started digging and digging in even deeper than I did before. So, I mean, it's not, it's, you you can never do too much. I mean, I, as long as you're not getting burnt out by it, just, you know, keep digging, keep looking for articles, keep trying to find out who this next guy, this that next diamond on this next team. If there's a, if there's a weakness on a team, they clearly are going to need a guy like, you know, for, you know, obviously we've been talking a lot about Dallas's tight end situation, dig into the guys that they have there and, and really, you know, look back and, and, and look up their uh, pro days and stuff like that. See what kind of athlete they were when they were coming out. See if they have room to grow and, and can can blossom into a guy that can help your team. I mean, absolutely. Just, you can never do too much. Research. I say it all the time. Yeah. Information's huge. Absolutely. In, in Dynasty Fantasy. It's it's everything, yeah. honestly. You right. just can't. Because by, by the time you rely on the big things and game tape, guess what? Somebody else has already picked that player up. Like you said, you've already picked. You played Blake Bart Jarwin up in one league that we're in three weeks ago. Yep. Because you had the wherewithal to say, hey, Dallas needs a tight end. What else is out there? You know, okay, I'm going to gamble on this guy. I liked his uh, tape or what I read about him. So yeah, That's exactly what it was, and it was it was a total flyer. I had a spot open. I, I you know, Jason Witten had just retired. I was like, you know what, I'm going to take, take a shot on this guy. He's not a draft pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swoop him up before somebody else does in my league. So next week we'll be back with another fun June episode. Ooh. We'll talk about when we're working out, what we're going to talk about. All right. That's what I love about our podcast. There's not a lot of, uh, it's all off the hip. Ooh. Like quick draw McGraw over here. Tan off. Tan off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look easy, at me. Easy, easy. Turn off the lights, I'm going to disappear. Nice. So, but I got to get that. Be- gained a lot of, gained about uh, seven pounds on vacation. We did um, a lot of eating and not a lot of working out. Yeah. And I normally don't drink. Like that was, I think, the biggest thing. We were drinking those daiquiris literally every single day. Yeah. And I only drink, like, honestly, a couple times a month, maybe. Me too. In my real life, because yeah. just it just my free time ends up being. I know in the summertime I drink a little bit more. But but we're getting loose. We got loose, like, what, like five nights out of the six or four nights out of the for sure? I yeah. Mean, I know you and I were the ones that drank almost every, every day. Every night, yeah. Everybody else was kind of like, I'm going to go to bed here and there. We're like, ah. We're going to daiquiri it up. We'll yeah. just have some margaritas before we go to bed. Good night now. We did have a margarita night. Yeah, we did. I'm like, did you just pour a half a bottle of tequila in that <laughs> margarita? And you're like, I sure did. And I'm like, dude, that's going to be so strong. And I sipped it. I'm like, this tastes fantastic. Hey, man, I've got it. I've got the magic touch when I it comes to this. felt fantastic afterwards. Exactly. So in the meantime, as we go through the summer here, 
and you come along with us, whether you be an old listener or a new listener, we're going to be talking about some players to buy low, some players to sell high. What do we think of this? What do we think of that? A couple months from now, I'm going to do my bold predictions. Went back and listened to my last year's bold predictions. Not that great. No. Not were, that great. They were too bold. My Alvin Kamara prediction was spot on, though. That one was. Uh, but I do. I, they're called bold predictions for a reason. I try to go extremely out there. Like this year, Marquise Goodwin will finish as a top 16 fantasy receiver. Wow, you're giving a little preview, huh? Oh, yeah. Marquise Goodwin, man, looked, looked really good, especially um, with Jimmy G in there. Yeah, I like, I like, um, I like, like if I need wide receiver. Just like for right now, just off the whim. If I need two players that I like, if I need a wide receiver help right now, three players I'll give you right now. If you need wide receiver help, they're going to be really cheap to go out and get. That I think will help your team win a championship, right? Not a wide receiver one, probably, you know, but maybe a wide receiver two. Worst case, I think, is high-end wide receiver three. Marquise Goodwin, Alan Hearns, Tyrell Williams. All good pickups, man. All good guys. Super cheap. Yeah. Uh, again, and, I, and 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 Goodwin and Hearns, were, and Tyrell, all three of those guys at at were most likely just waiver wire guys. P.S. At some yeah. point, Tyrell the Gazelle waiver wire waiver guy. wire. Marquis Goodwin. Goodwin. <laughs> he he probably got drafted initially and then sucked for so long in Buffalo that he was dropped. Because I know, I know, I picked, I drafted Marquise Goodwin, and then dropped him, and then, like, he finally got out of Buffalo, and I picked him back up when he started like making a little bit of noise. So if you I listen to the podcast for right. years, you definitely picked up Alan Hearns because Mike right. was all over. Absolutely, him. but a lot in a lot of leagues, I think Alan Hearns probably went undrafted that year, probably, and was and was a waiver wire pickup or you know a priority type of free agent yeah. pickup. I agree. So uh, we'll get on those. Those are three guys that I like. They're think are pretty cheap right now. I was trying to get Tyrell in one league, and the guy wants a twenty twenty second for him, and I'm like, uh, that's far out. So I can see out. why why you're wavering. He's only twenty seven, and it's just you know the loss of Hunter Henry on a team that likes to throw the ball a lot. He's a, he's a big guy too. Six, if Mike Williams six, four-ish. takes any kind of like slow peak, you mm-hmm. know, drops down, or if Keen Allen, God forbid, gets hurt for the third time in his career. Then Tyrell really gets a huge bump there. Yeah. Um, but those are guys that I like to think are pretty cheap that will help your team that you could start on your roster. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll get in some more of that as you guys come along with us. In the meantime, like we said, get on DynastyNerds.com. You can join uh, that Facebook group. Uh, if you want to support uh, the site, you can buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt on the site. They look fantastic. Greatest t- you know, my favorite emails I get are when people buy the shirt and they write back and they go, you weren't joking, dude. This is like the most comfortable shirt I've ever worn. I'm like, why would I lie? Like, what? What do I have to gain from, yeah. <laughs> from saying that and then having these crappy cardboard shirts or something? Yeah, like, you, know? like you put it on and like the sleeves don't move. Like you put them on, like they're like, they're like bell bottom pants on your arms. Like, hey, like where'd you get that shirt from? I guarantee it's from Walmart. If you buy your shirts from Walmart, that's okay. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. It's I, a very I don't comf- judge. It's a very comfy shirt. But our shirt's the most comfortable shirt. In the United States of America. I will say that. Your nipples will thank you. Your friends will thank you. Your your significant other will th- thank you. Because you're going to look good in it. You will look in the mirror and you will thank you. <laughs> All right? You're going to high-five yourself in the mirror. Just do it softly. You don't want to cut your hands. You don't want to break uh, the mirror. Definitely. If you want to sort, support the site for free, you always give us a rating and review on iTunes. Again, that really supports the podcast in more ways I can say. Matt, I got something to say. 
What do you have to say, Richard? We're at 585 reviews on iTunes. Really? Yeah. Now, again, that seemed to bump up quick from 500. It did, really. It did, right? Yeah. It's, it's kudos to all you fellas out there and That's gals. A, yeah. Great, but, uh, great that, audience. That mean, again, I am not a mathematician, but if you took 600 and you subtracted 585, so you take out the 5, so it leaves you 100. Right. And you got the 85 and 100, so you take it to 80, it leaves 20, and then 5 is 15 more people. That's very good. Those are strong math skills you have. 15 more people, Matt. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It puts us at 600 rating reviews. I think we can get that by next week, don't you? I hope so. I don't know. If we do, could we give away a t-shirt? You know what? We can. Yeah. yeah. If we ha- By the time we sit down on these microphones next week, if we have 600 reviews on iTunes, see, don't, the only thing I don't like about that, though, is because now I feel like we're bribing people. Not once have we ever, ever... We said about rating review. We like offered like initiative to get, leave a review. We've been in this podcast for four years. We've never said, "Hey, if you leave us a rating review, we'll give you this." It's not like one of those fifteen people is going to be anymore. We're just going to give it away to a random person, right? How do we give it away, though? Mm, good point. We'll think of that too. All right, uh, of a giveaway just by listening to podcasts. Whether we always do when we do giveaways like that, you can do enter via email or Twitter. And maybe we'll do a fa- yeah, I will figure it out. But if we do, yeah, we'll give away a shirt. First yeah. time in four years we've done something like that. Well, I think we should give it away to the reviewers, but we'll figure it out. But how do we know? This is the thing. How do we know? You could screenshot somebody else's review and be like, this is my review. Good point. That's the only. That's why I always thought that was tricky. It's like, oh, I want to give away to the reviewers. And then you're like, oh. And then you give it away and like somebody reviewed our podcast four years ago and they're, they died in a horrific uh, alligator accident and they came and claimed the shirt. You don't want to be... In a horrific alligator accident. But we'll give away a shirt regardless. We'll figure it out. Uh, if we're at 600. And again, that's 15 people. That's hard. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, but I think we can do it. Okay. We'll see. Um, so that's a, that's a way to support the website. Am I forgetting anything else? No, Twitter. Yeah. I mean, Follow me on Twitter if you want. And again, if you want to keep your ears to the ground. Exactly. And you want other people's opinions. Uh, and you want a good opinion, hit me, follow me and hit me up at, at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. For the okay opinion. Uh, <laughs> if you want to, you can follow the site too, at Dynasty Nerds. And uh, that's it. We'll be back next week. All right, guys. Time to shed a couple of these pounds, shall we? Let's get to it. All right. Don't. right. I'll leave the lights on because I don't want to lose you. All right. All right. Well, hit guys, it. until then, arrivederci. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.